Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering the secret of karma. 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 With special guests, Justin Campbell. With special guests, Justin Campbell. With special guests, Justin Campbell. That's how the movie ends. Um, the last line of the movie where it's just repeated. I can't remember, but um. When God or the narrator's talking, or do you mean when whatever the main character is saying? Like, like the end. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's let's do it. podcast was started. A podcast called Travolting. In the ensuing 130 plus episodes, Jeff and Stewart have engaged in a series of fantastical retellings of motion pictures across the history of man. Their karma has come together to recreate this beautiful project, this endless journey into the careers of our most beloved actors. But is that karma correct? Is it true? Or is it just Stuart being dragged along through thick and thin into the greatest disasters of the motion picture? I just realized we have the same uh, Apple Watch wristbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I, 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 thank you for actually getting me out of that because I had no idea where I was going to go. But no, we do. Like Yours is just black and mine's like light gray. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same. Did you get it on Amazon? Yeah. It's like 10 bucks. Because I broke mine at Jeff's way. Oh, right. Yeah. I think I picked them up and mine snapped. I remember oh, this. Right. I truly did not know how I was going to get out of that, so thank you for just cutting me off. <laughs> I, was, I like, was really struggling. Did you like out. the cutoff? Yes, I did. I, I saw did. it because I literally was like this, and I could like see your... And I'm like, wait a minute. We have the same wristband. I'm like, oh, this is the perfect cutoff. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to savor it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you all for very much listening. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Nope. (laughs) You are not getting out of this one, buddy. Um, Jeff, I have a secret. What? I control the stop button. You do. (laughs) Um, That's where karma controls you. We are... (laughs) We are this week talking about... Jeff has been to talk about this movie. We're talking about something that I did not comprehend could exist. The greatest movie ever. No. Um... I'm. Uh, I think we've talked about this maybe on the air before, but I'm a one of my favorite types of movies is what I call a meathead classic. Meat I love head classic. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna read. I wrote a description of what a meathead classic is. To me, a um a meathead classic is a nebulous thing. A meathead classic is an action movie devoid of irony by meatheads for meatheads. Taking its silly concept with equal parts absolute sincerity and stupidity posing as intelligence. Movies with worlds fully realized and yet devoid of thought. A movie that evokes the works of Cameron, the Wachowskis, or Bay with none of the subversion or auteurism. Usually pedals lightly in conspiracy. These movies are never good, but they are frequently good. A work in progress. Mm. That, to me, is what a meathead classic is. And, buddy... I think we might have found the king of the meathead classics. Can you give the audience examples of other meathead classics? Here is my my running list of meathead classics. Uh, Battlefield Earth. The Chronicles of Riddick. G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Mm. Independence Day Resurgence. Moonfall. Stargate. And The Secret of Karma. That is my running list of meathead classics. I like the Chronicles of Riddick one. That it truly is a meathead classic. The Chronicles of Riddick is a movie that's a sequel to like a low rent, like budget action movie about some people trapped on a planet, and it starts off with a five minute narration about the history of Vin Diesel's people. Yeah, and then just starts like dumping you in the kind. Con- There's a guy who's like half of a ghost, and they're like, like, yeah, he's kind of a ghost, the Death Dimension or <laughs> yeah. some shit, and then it becomes the Evil Empire. Yeah. That has a planet-destroying weapon. Yeah. And then he has to, like, go to this fiery planet prison. Yes. And then comes back and takes over the throne. Yes. But it makes perfect sense. It's, like, it's so, like, thought-out world, yeah. but, but with there's no, no soul into yeah. it whatsoever. And there's no thought about it. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Like, you feel like you could walk up to the director of, like, the idea of a media class, you could walk up to the director of the movie, and he can explain to you anything you ask him about the world. 
but it's a but stupid none of it makes sense. Yeah, you're like, so wait, how did they fly? And he's like, oh yeah, they harness the like solar rays to fly. That's like that's like the that's, the, just that's like that's like what a meathead classic is. What was the other? Because Chronicles of York is a great one. Yeah. Um, I, there was an Moonfall. Independence Day Resurgence. Yes, that's a really good one. Why? Wh- yes, director. Why does the why is the queen just a bigger version of the other ones? She is a bigger version because she has to birth them. I like, love it. Yeah. I love it. Like it's that, good. It's that's, really good. I love meathead. I, I gotta. I gotta give you. I adore meathead. Like you. Like if you walk up to James Cameron. Yeah. And you ask him, hey, why do the Skimwings and Avatar have the... I'm just trying to think of like one of the fucking creatures in Avatar. Why do they have like... Um, why do the dragons have the goatee? Yeah, why do they have the goatee? He could give you an explanation and it would make sense. He would be like... He would he would be grounded in biology. It would make sense why they have that goatee. Because not only did he make a vast world, but he actually put thought yeah. and like really did like research yeah. into like it. Like he could give you a, a, a... The world has reasons. Yes. Yeah. Everything in, you know, even in Star Wars, like if you ask George Lucas why something is like a thing, he could give you a reason and it would make sense. Yeah. Um, but you go up to any of these fucking chuckleheads. Who Battlefield Earth. Earth. Why do the big, giant, tall, why do the cyclones, why do the cyclones have braids? And they would be like, oh, it's because it's how they, uh, they connect with their past. I could do this with Jeff yeah. like for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're really enjoying it. You this. pose as a meathead yeah. and just me ask you questions about a meathead movie. But that's why I love meathead classics. Yeah. There's there's just like there's something you can't get anywhere else that you can get in these movies. Have you ever seen Stargate? A long time ago. It's the St- Egyptian one, right? Yeah. With the Egyptian gods. Yeah. It, it's like the one where they find a portal in Egypt and it brings them to another planet mm-hmm. um, populated entirely by Egyptians and run by Ra, the sun god. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's great, but the, the and like, but that movie is special because it's all this stupidity, and then the other half of the movie is Kurt Russell running around with a machine gun shooting aliens. That's like the energy of a meathead classic, and mm-hmm. the Secret of Karma, I keep saying it, is like next level meathead. It's, I, you know, the thing is, I think it's one of those where, because you can't find it anywhere other, I think, than Amazon. That's the only place I was yeah. able to find it. Yeah, and you buy it. And then whoever's in control of that, they get like a. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> what the fuck? Somebody bought this movie. <laughs> I, so I we're gonna talk about the director of this movie because I have some very fun stuff about him in a minute. Okay. Um, this was my review of this movie. Um, I gave it one star, <laughs> and I said I gave it no stars. I said Cloud Atlas for the biggest meatheads you've ever met. Yeah, feels I, like if you smoked salvia. So glad you said Cloud Atlas. I was thinking that. I wonder. Um, so. I'll really quick summarize Brendan um, because we're not going to have much to say about him. So I just want to kind of not going to have much to say about Brendan because there's so much to say about everybody, everything else in this movie. He's wearing a robe with eyeliner. Yes, he is. (laughs) He is the God of a city on Jupiter. His name is animus. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. He's Um, the thing in assassin's creed that gets us to go back in time. Weirdly, kind of some Assassin's Creed oh my vibes. God, that's what they call it. Yeah, they it's kind it of weirdly. Have you guys ever seen the Assassin's Creed movie? One time. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, got Michael Fassbender. I, no shit. I want to rewatch it because I think it might be a meathead classic, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, that movie is insane. Okay. Um, I would highly recommend watching. It's actually very well made. Like it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like every like Marion Cotillard spends the entire movie like just yelling conspiracy theories. Um, and she's like actually a conspiracy theorist in real life. So you're like, she definitely believes the shit she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so, uh, Brendan Fraser, um, he's been gone for a while. Well, for five years, came back. We talked about poison rose. We talked about line of descent. He does this around the same time as line of descent. Um, it, this movie is seemingly filmed in the Czech Republic. Hmm. Um, to a director named Milan Friedrich, who we will circle back to in a minute. Um, but he, I'm assuming this is kind of just in like, he needs to like, you know, get his feet on the ground again. He's taking movies that will give him, you know, something to do. He'll make a little paycheck so that he can find some more interesting work. But he's not taking as big of a role. So if it tanks, it won't affect him. Yeah. It's not going to affect him. These are paycheck movies that he's doing for the paycheck. Yeah. These movies are so small that like, you know, sometimes when you see like a big actor in, um, like a small movie, Mm -hmm. you're like, what the hell is he doing in that? This movie is so small that it actually just like avoids that 
Yeah. It's not like people are like, why is Brendan Fraser in The Secret of Karma? People are just like, Brendan Fraser was in The Secret of Karma? What the fuck is The Secret <laughs> People are like, karma. what is The Secret of Karma? And oh, we're going to tell you. Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish your review or did you uh, that was oh. I, there was one line in it that I don't want to read until we get into the director oh um, okay oh boy um uh but you know he does this I'm sure he had fun doing it um he gets to be in a world war one uh biplane for a little bit yeah it's it essentially pretty... just gives me mummy slash lost in space vibes yes good call with the lost in space mm-hmm. that... I don't think that's meathead I don't think it's meathead I was just thinking. I really have to think about it. Take some time. No rush. Like yeah. I think the TV show that it's based on, like, kind of negates it from Meathead Classic. Yeah, you talking about Lost in Space. Yeah, uh, this is definitely Meathead Classic. No, no, no disparity. There. Prometheus isn't a Meathead Classic. No, Prometheus is well thought out enough that it manages to avoid it. I will tell you, I think maybe Lost in Space, the TV show, yeah, might be a Meathead Classic, but I don't like. I did yeah. a whole other rant. I don't need yeah, to go on. It has to be a whole thing. I, you know, I'm always. The Riddick one is funny because it is very funny. Pitch Black is not a meathead classic, and Riddick is not a meathead classic. But the Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick is, is a, yeah, <laughs> like, very much so. Is that that was the older one, right? Yeah, Pitch Black's the first one. Okay, because yeah. I've only seen a bit of one of those movies on FX when it would always come on. It was always like him in some desert walking into some giant door. I always just remember something like that. I think that's Riddick. I think that, that is Riddick. Like the first one. Or the third one. Yeah. What's funny about like the third Riddick movie is that they don't retcon the Chronicles of Riddick. No. They just carry it up from that movie, and then it puts him in a spot where it's a return to form to Pitch yeah. Black. It's so strange. The opening of the movie is him in control of the Necromongers. Yeah, of the Empire. And then he's like, I want to get out of this, and then they leave him on a planet, and then it's just Pitch Black again. Yeah. It's funny. It's so funny. But And they're making a fourth one now. And I'm so excited. It's called Riddick Furia. It's yeah, Furian, Furian. I'm so. You know the story about like, or I think you were the one who even told me about like Vin Diesel getting the rights to Riddick. Yeah, it was his cameo for Tokyo Drift. Yeah, you ever Th- heard these the story? Are, yeah, these are. His, okay, but Riddick is Vin Diesel's passion project. Yeah, the mm-hmm. movies never are major successes. Like they make enough money to like justify like, all right, we didn't lose money on that. Right, but it's like he he's like, uh, I'm gonna do a bunch of. I can't do it. I can't do a Vin. But he's like, uh, I've, I've never, I've never done a bunch of those yeah. uh, movies. Like, he's just, like, I'll do five fast, and like, he is passionate about Fast and Furious. Don't get me wrong, but he's like, I'll do five more Fast and Furious movies if you let me do Riddick again. And I'm like, fine, I, fine, fucking do Riddick. It's fine. I'll do Riddick. Well, because I, I thought it was like, like, because he, he does Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and those are just, are those, it's Fox, right? Fox owns Riddick. Um, let me double check. Fox or somebody owns Riddick, and then he Tokyo Drift is coming out, and they want to do a cameo. He agrees to do the cameo for the rights to Riddick. Oh. So he now owns the rights to Riddick. Oh. And that's where the third movie comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like purely in like Vin Diesel's it's Universal. Universal, yeah. So this fourth movie, I'm assuming, it mean, it's still in like Vin Diesel's it's in the Vinverse. ownership. Vinverse, yeah. The VV. Yeah, the first two Riddicks, not Vinverse. Riddick 3 and that upcoming Riddick 4 Vinverse. The VCU. And Universal also does Fast and Furious. So, like, basically, like, they're yeah. like, all right, Vin, you can do another fucking Riddick movie. Right. It's You've like, given us Fast X Part 2. Well, it wasn't <laughs> even so much like, I want to do another Riddick movie. It's like, I want to own the rights to Riddick. So, if I ever yeah. want to do it, I can. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. It's like, you but want Universal the right... funds them as the. They'll, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, you want Riddick? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you you want Riddick. Just do a Riddick. It's fine. Give, Stop give bothering me, us. Give me Fast Double X. You go do Riddick. <laughs> Um, fast. I did not like Fast X. It's not very good, but I do like that they are calling the next one Fast X Part Two. It feels correct. Um, There's a there, part two. Yeah, Fast Ten Part Two. I thought Ten was it. I thought no, we were done. Well, with it 10. is. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. But only half of it's out. They're Twilight Breaking Dawn. Us again. not not to go on another tangent, but Jeff, I think you you have made a very clear. Um, I, this isn't. It's not a claim or a stake, but like a very astute observation that this has been like the year slash two years of the part one part two summer era yeah and like we it used to be like if it's based on a book you split the last book in half and whatever yeah um, harry potter did it in 2011 but this is a weird year it. because there have been three major blockbusters that have come out and they're half of a movie yeah and the thing is i think mission impossible gets away with it the best because it is like that movie is self-contained mm-hmm. it just doesn't resolve all the conflicts but like it has a three-act structure and by the end of the third act, you're like satisfied with how the movie has gone through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Fast X literally ends in the middle of a scene. 
it like literally Vin Diesel is like looking at a big thing that's a, like, about to explode and then it cuts to the credits. Across the Spider-Verse kind of ends in the middle of like a second act yeah, climax. Yeah, it ends in the middle of a scene. I feel like they do it perfectly fine with Across the Spider-Verse though. Like Across the Spider-Verse is such a good movie that it kind of like gets away with it. It's one of those where I feel like they didn't answer enough so they can get away with doing a whole nother like two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Because like that movie objectively like it's like he's trying to fight the spot and he's trying to save his dad um, mm-hmm. in that movie. Neither of those things are resolved by the end of Across the Spider-Verse. I guess it boils down to, um, maybe you might agree yeah. or disagree. The 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 key phrase you have to ask yourself if it qualifies as the, the, the two-parter fallacy is, does it, does it deserve a full part one, part two combo four-hour yeah. cut? Yeah. Because if you think, if the movie, if you're like, yeah, I think it would help if it if you combine the two parts into yeah. one full movie, then that's where it falls into the two-parter fallacy. Whereas if you think part one and part two can stay as two separate movies, yeah. then that's where... Maybe, that's like my metric that I'm yeah. using by it. I think Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows falls by my metric because you could, although no one's ever done it, but you could make a super cut of part one, part two combined, and it would be like the full arc of the entire thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I don't think it's as bad. It's not. I've not seen Fast yeah. X part once, but I've from what you've told me, it just seems like it stops dead in the middle of a scene. Yeah, because like even Empire, like a lot of people have been like, "Well, Empire Strikes Back ended with a cliffhanger." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's a complete movie." It yeah. If they never make Return of the Jedi, it's a miserable ending, but it's an ending. It's not that you don't know what happens to Han. We know what happens to Han. Yeah. He goes to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. It's not that you don't know what's going to happen to Luke. We knows yeah. what we know what's going to happen to Luke. Yeah. It's like it, all the questions are answered. It just leaves off with what are they going to do next? Or even like Back to the Future Part 2. If they never made Back to the Future Part 3. Which they made them at the same time. That one I would say is kind of like in the two-part of fallacy. But here's the thing. If you cut off the um, the last scene of that movie, um, which is, you know, he goes to Doc Brown. He's like, we got to go rescue Doc in the past. Then the way, that, the way Back to the Future Part 2 ends is they've saved the future and Doc paid for it with his life. Like mm. that that's a that is a complete story. But he gets stuck it in fifty five, right? He gets stuck in fifty five, but they saved the future. Yeah, but I But don't I know. think it gets it away just... with being like a movie. It, but you're saying if it cuts off that last scene. Yeah. But, but like, if it doesn't cut off that last scene, then it's very much like uh this movie isn't over yet. Yeah. Like if they never make a beyond the spider verse, I think is what they're calling it. Yeah. If they never make that across the spider verse is extremely unsatisfying. Because it's just like, it's Miles and he's like doing these things and you don't see him accomplish anything. He just gets to another place where he has to now get out of. There's no resolution to any arcs. Yeah. It's just funny how like Back to the Future 2 in the film reel cut, they cut a promo of Back to the Future 3. Yeah. So it very much so clearly is like, uh, you kind of have to watch those two movies back to back. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like part one and part two, you it has that little yeah. like goofy like we have to go to the future and then like they go yeah, and but that, like if it ends that and they don't make a part two part three you don't feel a dissatisfied because yeah. they weren't it. gonna make a part two that's just a button they thought would be funny to end the movie with yeah and there's plenty of classic movies that end like uh and now we're on our way to our next adventure yeah. and that's the end of the movie or like another example I've been thinking about a lot is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest which is <sighs> that's the <sighs> second one second one and okay. I love that sequel and like sequels these I movies love that like. Sequel. It's not it's not a problem if you set up plot threads for your next movie near the end. That's not a problem. It's does this movie work by itself without that sequel? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, no, because if you end with Dead Man's Chest, the with Barbosa coming yeah, down the steps, the ending is Jack Sparrow um, paid for his sins. It, the beginning of the movie sets up the arc of that movie as Jack Sparrow owes his soul to Davy Jones, and at the end, it is collected by I Davy su- Jones. I suppose you would have to like rearrange Tia Dalma's lines of yeah. like are you willing to go to world's yeah. end to save captain Jack? And then Barbosa comes down. If it was changed to like, you know, Jack Sparrow may be gone, but he wasn't our only hope to like fend, fight yeah. off Davy Jones. And then yeah. Barbosa comes down the stairs and then the movie mm-hmm. ends. Then it can kind of be yeah. like, you know, cause I, I guess like <clears throat> the core of my thing is that it's less about if it sets up a sequel and it's more about, is this movie satisfying by itself? Like, am I satisfied? Did I receive resolution to what the beginning of this movie set up? And can you walk away with it not expecting another movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like Infinity War. Or, like, you can walk away, not even that, but, like, can I walk away and just kind of be, like, happy? Like, do I, just it's just simple satisfaction. Like, 
like Infinity War, it's a miserable ending, but that's just like, and I don't, I don't really like Infinity War that much, but like, it's a satisfying conclusion. I'm set, like the beginning of the movie sets up. They're trying to fight Thanos from wiping away half life in the universe. Thanos succeeds and wipes away all half of all life. Dead Man's Chest starts with Jack Sparrow owes his soul to the devil. It ends with his soul being taken by the devil. Beginning of Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo is um, being hunted by bounty hunters. And Luke Skywalker doesn't know what his purpose is. The end, Luke knows what his purpose is. Han Solo's taken by bounty hunters. Uh, and then Fast X, it's like the beginning of the movie. Um, the villain from Fast Five has come back to... His son has come back to exact vengeance. He does not exact vengeance in the movie. It ends before he exacts vengeance. <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse, it's like, I need to travel through the universes to save my dad and stop the spot. The spot is not stopped. His dad is not saved. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Um, it's like half there. Because the movie sets up like... He, um, Tom Cruise has to learn to trust somebody new. And he also has to stop the entity. Not stop the entity in that movie. But he does, you know, trust Grace by the end of it. And so that's kind of my core of like... You, you still have to give me a complete movie. While still setting up your next one. So you would rather it be like the movies on their own could end and you'd be fine. Yes. And then the, the part two is just a continuation of that. That's what you want is what you're saying. That's what I want. But it's like, it's weird. Cause like I said, I think it's across the spider verse is like a near perfect movie. Across the spider verse. I think it breaks is the, one of those few it's, movies that breaks what you want. It, it's so good that it manages to avoid my criticism. I know. I know when we were watching it, it was like, uh, we are getting, it's getting kind of long. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't kind of, I, I was worried they were yeah. going to rush everything at the end. To be like, we yeah. won. Like, yeah. usually movies, like, when they have uh, kind of a cutoff like that, part one, part two, they do kind of, like, wrap up some things and have, like, a downward motion mm-hmm. near the end. Spider-Verse and Fast X are at the top of, like, the peak. Mm-hmm. Cut off. And the next movie has to pick up at the peak and then do the downward motion. Mm-hmm. Until Fast Similar. X doesn't ever go down and it's just part you I know, can't wait ten. for Pat Fast X Part Five, and the Vin's like, "We're still technically in it with it." It's I, well to that point. It's interesting because going back to Harry Potter, like it, they kind of do both. Yeah, because it it concludes the arc of them escaping Bellatrix yeah. Mansion, but it also ends on the high of like yeah. Voldemort getting the Elder Wand. Yeah, and, and it's it like kind of does both, and that's why Part Two it works. The beginning works. How does Part Two like open? Open. They go to Gringotts and. Um, but like the very first scene of, of first part shot two. is Dobby's grave. <laughs> That is the first shot. <laughs> yes, it starts on Dobby's grave and goes. Up I just because I know like part one starts with like the the the, man, the Bellatrix mansion, and yeah. then we start with Harry escaping uh, London. I just wasn't sure if there was any like similar prologue scene in part two, but if there isn't, and it just does start on Dobby's grave, I'm assuming that's correct. Then it it still works. Yeah. They could have done it either way. They could have started it on part two on a high of yeah. Voldemort and the Elder Wand, like the opening scene. Yeah. He's just murdering bitches left and right. Or they could have started as like a slow yeah. rise of Dobby's grave, and I think it's smart. I think I think it that's where it like kind of helps itself in yeah. some way. That's why I like love part. I like part one Harry Deathly Alls over part two yeah. in my opinion. And I like both of those movies because they both have three act structures. Yeah, like um, Deathly Hallows part one. The first act is them kind of figuring out what their plan is. The second one is they have to escape to the woods and try and find the Horcruxes. The third one is they're trapped in Bellatrix and Man and they have to escape. Yeah. And then that's that's a three X structure and the movie ends. The second one they go to Gringotts, they go to Hogwarts, the Battle of Hogwarts, the third one. And then the final duel. Satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Cross the Spider Verse and fa- I we keep, we need to get back to this movie. Well, Jeff, it's no but, secret yeah. that you have a lot of hot takes yeah. on some things. Yes. And it's also no secret that you have a that, hot take on Secret of Karma. Yes. Okay. Did you like hey, hey, good? Yeah, I do. Uh, that was I knew what okay. you were doing. Okay. <laughs> I, I was picking up what you were putting down. Do we have the same Apple Watch for Spin? Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> incredible. This entire okay. thing's just going to be about part two, and then that's what you do. You talk this in most of this episode is just about part twos, and you're like, we will finish our take on this. Secret yeah, of what karma. if we do the Secret of Karma part two episode? <laughs> cool. There's uh, a, um, a film writer who I enjoy, uh, Mike Ryan, and he did a article called "We Need to Stop Releasing Half Movies." Yeah, and halfway through the article, it says, "Click here for part two of the article." And you literally have to go to a different URL <laughs> to read the rest of it. Um, it's a good bit. I love that. Okay, but anyway, so Brendan's in this movie. We kind of talked about where where he's at. Um, I want to talk about the director of this movie and why this movie gets made. Hit it. Okay, so 
this movie is directed by his name is Milan Friedrich or Friedrich. He is a um, a um, Czecho, Czechoslovakian man. Um, and his story, his story. You know what? I'm just gonna read you his story off of his own website. Mm. Do you want to hear Milan's website? Yeah, here's Milan Friedrich's story. Wait, just MillenFriedrich.com. No, MillenFriedrich.film. Fuck him. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm already fuck him. I'm re- so this page is called "What We Think About," and it's about him. Oh, this is about to the get life me. of Milan Friedrich is the two is the true embodiment of the phrase "Live your American dream." I wanted. To How have. else could be described a story of a Czechoslovak immigrant, a certified electrician from Pilsen, who in his lifetime has developed into an owner of several companies with tens of thousands of employees, and who now shares an address with current U.S. president in Trump Tower, New York? Milan Friedrich has been a successful businessman in telecommunications, alternative energy, and the fashion industry. He occasionally tests new Ferrari models and even designs his own cars. This is bullshit. In recent years, he has mostly begun to focus on the film industry and founded his own production company based in Universal Studios, California, adjacent to Steven Spielberg's office. Oh, wow. Wait just a minute. In just five years, he has produced and authored more than a dozen films and series. Milne Friedrich about his movies in Hollywood. First, I produced The Secret of Karma starring Brendan Fraser and Marsha Cross. And then the feature Alpha Code, featuring James Bond girl Denise Richards and five-time UFC champion Randy Couture. What the fuck? That was a fun ride. In development now is the film Racing Time, based on my life and my manuscript Ferrari Bride. And The Illuminator, based on my study of magic, which is closer to creating your own reality than you think. For television, we're at work on a series about the American Secret Space Program, SSP. For Broadway and for fun, we're producing Green Acres, the musical. What's his name? Millen Friedrich. Millen Friedrich, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, an anti Millen Friedrich. Yeah. So this guy, he like designed a fashion website where you can like order clothes, essentially. Um, Great. Called like AmericanFashion.com or something like that. Awesome. And he became successful off of it. And he decided, I'm just gonna make movies now about my truth. And we do you want to know what his truth is? Scientology. Scientology. Nope. <laughs> this is all from him, baby. All in his head. <laughs> this is all his own. This like, is relig- all of his own beliefs and thoughts about reality and the world we live in. This entire fucking movie makes sense now. Yeah, I, I totally get it. His uh, his his Instagram handle: um, write and produce movies based on truth stories with aliens and spiritual beings with guidance for communications, context, and meeting. Hashtag aliens. Um, Milan Friedrich, I I need you to go and call up Tom Cruise right now. Call up a Scientologist. You will convert and your true colors will be shown. There's a conversation that needs to be had here at the... Yeah. And like his whole website keeps emphasizing that he wants his movies to to inspire and teach a new way of thinking. And it's his way of thinking. You know what? It's a cult. He's trying to make a cult. Cancel that. He should not talk to Tom Cruise. (laughs) He should talk to... um, he 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 should talk to fuck fuck come on. Um, I, I literally don't know uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, um, one plus one equals. Th- oh, Terrence Howard. He needs to go talk to Terrence Howard right now. Him and Terrence Howard need to make a movie together right fucking. You better now. be careful, dude. You're gonna break the space time continuum with that shit. With those two and, and like yeah. him directing, Terrence Howard leading. Oh my god. I might convert. <laughs> <laughs> but- I will lose my atheistic beliefs and convert. This is just like you hear a lot of stories about like a millionaire who decides he wants to get into movies, and a lot of time they just like fund movies, yeah, um, as like a philanthropy essentially. But then there's a I always love a story about a millionaire who says I'm gonna start directing movies because they're always like the craziest and worst things you've ever seen. Yeah, but this is next level. Well, you know I get it. It's I mean I like respect it. Do your thing, man. You yeah. got money, fuck yeah. it. Why not? But because a lot of time they just make like a shitty action movie, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of it. Yeah, I just. This is so balls to the wall that he's like, I'm going to teach people my way of thinking. And his um, the description of this movie on his website. I'm going to keep citing his website because it's such a So trip. this is where you found all the information was on his website? Yeah, his personal website. I, think I what, love that. I think what he's really doing is he's trying to justify his wife why he had an affair. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> he, said, he said, babe, babe, like, when you think about it, like, our souls are intertwined mm. through a vast light years and millennia yeah. of past lives from not just this world, but worlds beyond our own. 
So yeah, I slept with your sister. Who cares? Baby, like <laughs> I wasn't cheating on you with anyone. I truly believe that this movie was a millionaire watched Cloud Atlas, then smoked a lot of salvia, and then directed this. Well, like I think that's his story. The way they talk in this film gives you like I'm saying a lot of big words to make you think I'm saying something smart yeah. or something like deep and religious or however you want to break it down. But it's just a guy being like flipping through a dictionary like, ooh, that's a good word. Ooh, I like that ooh, one. that's good. Ooh. Ooh, ethereal. Schizophrenia. Ooh. I like that one. I like that one. rolls off the tongue a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys? Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's put that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're all chained to a wall. No, they're all gone. There's no. It's just him in the writer's room. <laughs> just, that's it. There's nobody in there. Right, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Jack Sparrow world's end scene yeah, where it's just all the Jack Sparrows, but it's all Malone Friedrichs. Like, I truly believe this man is insane, and I'm convinced he's been. he must have been living in a bunker since this movie came out because he's probably afraid he exposed the truths to the, like, the fucking <laughs> Illuminati or what something. What I'm guessing is we're all about to get an email from him. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, you three have bought my movie. (laughs) What did you think? (laughs) Did you cheat on your girlfriend? (laughs) Um, And did it work? (laughs) (laughs) The secret of karma shows people that only they themselves can make decisions that determine the level of happiness they experience in this life. And with the right thinking, they can fulfill any of their life dream. Yeah, like cheating sense. on your wife. Yeah. Yeah. This is him basically saying like, oh, there's no karma. What I think is right is right. Um, I'm going to continue to read some of the stuff that he writes about this movie. Oh, okay. Perfect. I love that it's him writing it. Yeah. And it's clearly him who wrote it all. Yeah. The secret of karma shows how everyone can live the life they desire the most, no matter where in life they are at this moment. Like this, this is like one of those things that like your old boss gets into, where it's like the, the like the pyramid scheme of the like guy who's really ripped, being like, "You can accomplish anything you want." On Instagram, motivational yeah. videos, yeah, he's yeah. just big into motivation, just holding up wads of fake cash yeah. on Instagram. Money yeah. doesn't matter; it's all yeah. about what you feel on the inside. What's yeah, your I, why, man? What's your cash. why? I don't call it cash; I call it fuel units. That like reminds kind of me of this guy. Like his name was Eric something, but he would always do these big motivational speeches about how he used to like eat out of trash cans when he was a kid. Yeah, and he's like, "But money doesn't." matter i'm like eric when you were eating out of trash cans i'm sorry but you were like damn i could really use money to yeah, have food right cash. now so i'm glad you're a millionaire and you don't need it but i got loans to pay yeah um even the story of how this movie came together shows the incredible power that people hold within themselves a true story about a man who twice survived clinical death and then lost everything after he fully dedicated his life to the desire to film his story philanthropist milan friedrich who was at that time assembling a flying saucer, gave him shelter for three years and decided to fulfill his dream of making a feature film. It's him. Holy shit. <laughs> that was the, building a flying saucer. The, but here's the thing. There is no man who yeah. supposedly died twice. It's clearly just him. It's clearly just him. So yeah. the bio is just talking about him. And then the movie's just whatever he came out with. I like that he was building a flying saucer and then decided, oh, I'll make a movie instead. It began as a project with a budget of $200,000, but soon began to grow. Millen Friedrich decided to hire the best Hollywood cast, shot a few air-to-air battles, and supported the entire movie with sophisticated visual effects, making the budget gradually grow to astronomical $8 million. Sophisticated, but... Um, A person who had lost everything in life casted himself and members of his family and created costumes and makeup exactly according to his vivid memories from his second clinical death. During filming, Milan Friedrich met former UN agents, and after their cooperation, Millen became part of a galactic program which allowed him to present the concept of karma in the film from the perspective of other civilizations. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Back up like a couple sentences. I want you to read it again. We gotta leave. No, I need to hear this. Hang on. During filming, Milan Friedrich met former UN agents, and after their cooperation, Millen became part of a galactic program, which allowed him to present the concept of karma in the film from the perspective of other civilizations. Fuck off. This guy took LSD in his basement, thought he had, like, met gods. 
and then just said, I'm going to make a fucking movie oh my of my God. acid trip. You fucking fuck you. You know, no. you understand why I want to keep reading this website? Because oh. the deeper you go, the worse, it, I the, mean, the better oh it gets. I understand why you like this movie now, yeah. because the, the fucking the website itself <laughs> makes this movie great. <laughs> like you like you watch this and you're like, this guy seems like he's probably insane. And then you read probably. the website. And you're like, holy shit. He thinks he's in a galactic program. Um, Former UN agents? (laughs) The Secret of Karma film synopsis. The protagonist, Frank, is convinced that karma from his past lives is the cause for all of his difficult times. Frank is set on a journey through his past, present, future. And because he strongly believes in his past bad karma, his beliefs prepare the same unfortunate fate over and over again. The love of Frank's life does not seem to end up by his side in his many lives, dooming him to be alone forever. In the future, however, he begins to learn from an enlightened leader of the most advanced civilization in the galaxy named Animus, Brendan Fraser, and discovers that his reality can be shaped by his thoughts. He feels that he finally has a chance to break the curse of bad karma. At the end of his journey, God, Marsha Cross, shows him the truth that will change his life forever. It wasn't karma all along, but with this realization... Frank changes the course not only of his lives, but of all mankind, giving everyone the opportunity to build their own paradise on Earth. Paradise on Earth. I remember it now. It ends with paradise on Earth. Paradise, paradise on, on Earth. Earth. Paradise, paradise on Earth. Paradise on Earth. Um, what a fucking stroke. What the fuck? <laughs> Is this not the craziest shit you've you know, ever heard? <laughs> at first, when you were like, fuck that guy, I was like, maybe he's just, you know, a little, little cuckoo. But then the more I hear about this website, I'm like, fuck you, dude. This guy. I... You know what? I don't want to say fuck him. Milan Friedrich, if you're out there, if you're listening to this podcast, come on our show. Yeah. I, you know, explain. Come on our show and explain your beliefs. I'm sure you guys noticed at the beginning of the movie the uh, ass. the studio logo for his studio. Oh, I would also agree. Millen, come on the show. Is it the all-seeing eye? Yeah, so this is the, the logo. for His studio is called um, Alpha Hollywood Studios. Alpha <laughs> Hollywood? The, oh, yeah, it's this the Wally Bot. This is the studio logo. And, like, <laughs> you think you're like, okay, this is a little nuts. Um, there's a robot, and there's a... <laughs> That, it's the alien. alien. I remember seeing that, and I was like, and "This a is star great. behind him." Yeah, it's the Hollywood star. It's the Alpha, or it's the it's the Alpha. Why is he wearing a coat? Because he's an actor. Aliens I, act. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Literally, his whole bit is just like trying to make these movies that speak his truth. He's just this is this this is a bit. This is this is, this is again a, why rich people need a no man. This is a bit. He's not. He doesn't think any of these things. This is all a bit, Stuart. This is a bit. I don't think it's a bit. This is an eight million dollar bit. <laughs> That's a lot of. I mean, he he test drives Ferraris all the time. He's got money. I mean, you know, smoke a bowl, write a story, and be like, no, this is who I am now. This man wrote a book. Should I buy the book? Yes. Can um, we do a live reading of this book? It's it's called an exercise handbook for conscious creators. How to learn how to activate your intuitive intelligence and develop your superpowers. Bet. I'll do it. Um, by any measure, Millen Friedrich is living an amazing life. <laughs> As a pioneer in the solar industry, his fat's a multimillionaire. What an obvious one. Nonetheless, his company, Alpha Studios Hollywood, landed him in offices right next to Steven Spielberg. Bullshit. And sharing a already. home address with an American president. <laughs> he's really about, hey, guys, Steven Spielberg's literally an office away, and he's probably like 15 buildings that way. Yeah. I'm right down the street. <laughs> right down the street. Somebody talks to Spielberg. It's like, are you where you're right next door to Milan Friedrich? Who? Who is? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> is that that whack job that's telling me that I can change my life if I fucking believe in myself? I change my shit? wife. I can I order the paperback wife. of this book for eleven dollars. That's too much. Do it. I'm putting it in the cart and I'll think about it. Do it, Jeff. Um, look at me. Do it. You know when we were talking about? I think it was last week. We were talking about taking like morning shits. Yeah. yeah, that's the book you read while you take the morning <laughs> shit. That is your affirmation. The naked morning shit. The naked morning shit. When it's between you and God, you have to realize it's karma doing this to you, so you just don't believe in it anymore. Right. You read Milan Friedrich, yeah. and you'll you will be set free. It's you know, I'm starting to believe him. <laughs> this is the truth. He needs to get with Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard and um and Tom Cruise. This website is also very difficult to use. Um, because it's not formatted correctly, so you have to like scroll left and right to find all the things hey milan um well it's dot film i know you can 
afford it. So maybe let's update the website. <laughs> let us know as as we're slowly becoming believers here. Let us know what we can do to ascend, right? To ascend. The line of ascent, line of which ascent. you could help on. You could. You absolutely could. Have you ever seen a man um, yeah. look more distressed oh. than Brendan Fraser in this photo with Milan Friedrich? He's like, why did I fucking sign up? He looks really concerned to be with, to be hanging out. You know how when people are taken like hostage and they're like, this is the guy. That's that. That's that photo. Brendan Fraser's like, I signed on for this and I'm stuck in the Czech Republic. (laughs) I I can't escape. I can't escape. escape. He's talking about unlocking my inner, you know, taint. I don't know what's going on. It's um, like his hotel room locks from the outside, <laughs> so he can't get out. It's probably scanned with like a card that Milan carries around. Yeah. And and so do there's not really a way to talk about the plot of this movie so forth. But do we want to just talk about like the various things that occur? I mean, you know, the thing is, like, I watched the whole movie and I did my very best to try and pay attention and understand. I did. And when when I was coming out of this podcast, I was trying to like collect my thoughts and kind of find what I could, yeah. which was nothing other than, I guess, a website. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't tell you what happens. Yeah. I can tell you bits where it's like, Brendan Fraser looks like he's fucking belongs in the mummy. There's like an Anox on a moon looking knockoff. Because basically it's about like a science fiction writer named Frank. um, L. Ron Hubbard. Essentially. Who has a heart attack and he's in surgery. Is it a heart attack? Because I thought he grabbed like his appendix or some shit. I thought he had like an appendix rupture. Maybe it's an appendix rupture. He goes like this. He's something like, in his abdomen goes uh, wrong. I'm sure if you asked Milan Friedrich on the set, he'd be like, he's suffering from the strain of his multi-life ties. He's being um, mm. possessed. His, being, his previous life, he was an alcoholic. His soul is being ripped by the other lives that he inhabits. Yeah. Um, apart. And so he has to sort it all out in his dreams, which are actually portals to a different timeline. To a dimension, yeah. Yeah. So it's all... Ha- so it's him traveling through these timelines yes. to fix something yeah to like kind of discover that karma's bullshit karma's bullshit um right? and he has to forge his own path i think is what the movie's trying to do it's really hard for me to tell you anything have you ever seen cloud atlas no either of you no cloud atlas is the good version of this movie because mm-hmm. the picture of Cloud Alice is it's the it's the Wachowski sisters and it's six different time uh, periods, starting with a slave ship in the 1700s and ending with like 2,000 years in the future in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Great. And it like every scene jumps between them in sequential order. Mm-hmm. And the idea is basically like a one act of kindness in the first time period, you see it ripple throughout all the others, leading to like the ultimate salvation of man to save themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I adore that movie. Cloud Alice is so beautiful. It's such a special movie. Um, but it's like it's very understand. It's very simple about it. There's no like ultimate discussions of karma. It's just a good person does a kind thing, and how that affects everyone else over time. Tom Hanks play like the devil. No, uh, Hugo Weaving plays the devil. Oh, okay. It's basically like Tom Hanks's character is a villain in the first storyline, and over time you see him become good guy uh, like a hero by the end of it okay like every character or every actor goes through an arc in the characters they're playing mm. uh hugo weaving's the only one who doesn't he just plays the manifestation of the devil in every timeline got it um or some not the devil necessarily but an evil person okay um beautiful movie would highly recommend it um this is the bad version of that yeah because i don't understand how any of the timelines link to each other Mm-hmm. Well, because it's the super future one where people are flying. Yeah. We've got we're on Jupiter, right? Yeah. And then there's <laughs> 1935, <laughs> and then that's essentially it. No, because then we cut back to World War One, and mm-hmm. then we jump forward to World War Two. But they never say this. Yeah, they don't. Re- they show you. I think it's like in the beginning they say like, "Oh, we're blah blah blah, 19 whatever." Because they say, like, we're in 1932, like, he's the first flashback. And then he's like, yeah, when we were in the war. And, like, I'm like, okay, that's World War One. They show them in a biplane. I'm like, okay, World War One. Yeah. But then suddenly there's Nazis. Yeah. And they're flying, like, a World War II jet. I'm like, wait, how do we... Wait, what happened here? And then he, like, dies in World War... I don't even know. 
I didn't even know. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I only because we were talking about this off mic, where it was like I don't remember him dying twice. I remember him having a heart attack or an appendix rupture or whatever, and he flatlines. Well, clearly that's going to be the sequel, <laughs> the secret of karma too. Where he dies again. The truth of karma. The yeah. truth of karma. Um, the secret of karma too. Electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> outing of karma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The line of ascent. Yeah, the line of ascent. Um. So, how do we like I don't parse know. this? I don't I know really, how to do this. There's no way to do it because Fraser's I don't... in it. Uh, he's yeah. but he's always like because like in the 1935, he's like the buddy of the guy. Yeah, he's his best friend, and he's like a war hero, but who's marrying this girl? But then that buddy, that guy, the main guy, the his Charlie past Chaplin life. Yeah, off. he has an affair with that woman. Yeah, and then but then Brendan Fraser dies. Yes, which we don't see. In that see timeline, happen. we don't see it. You see him getting a car accident, right? Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, we do. Don't yeah, we? because they get. You see, they like get, the beginning of it. Yeah, you see the car accident, but they're just like. And then they show the newspaper clip. Right, yeah. yeah. And then then there's a World War One flashback. Yeah. And then there's a World War Two flash forward. Yeah. And then there's space. Yes. Then Always we're. I, I, can actually, I can actually parse the space one. We're on the somehow. Jupiter moon of Europa, where Brendan Fraser plays. Animus. Uh, anus. <laughs> anus. Because it's like the space one is Earth is run by a fascist dictatorship called the, the Red, Red Guard. And they're trying to <laughs> take over the solar system. What if they got a raw deal? And you're <laughs> the, raw, the Red Guard got a raw deal. The Red Guard said, We're taking ER. You know, a lot of people are saying, they're telling me. Coming up to me, grown men, tears in their eyes, and they're saying the Red God, they got a raw deal, Mr. Trump, Mr. President. (laughs) They're telling me it's raw, it's wrong, and I tell you, we're going to look into it. We're going to look into it very strongly. Very fine people (laughs) on both planets. Yeah, Yeah, because don't the Red Guard, like, destroy Alpha Centauri or some shit? Yeah, Alpha Centauri, like, explodes. Like, from the get-go. They're just like, yeah, this the, the great planet that's always the savior in every other fucking space movie is just... Gone. Just- <laughs> <laughs> the Australian are in Europa is a pacifist planet. Bullshit. <laughs> oh wait, no. Yes, you're right. Alpha Centauri is where Animus is set up, right? I That's thought like he's his- on Europa. Is he on Europa? He's, star- he's on I thought- Europa. I thought he started on Alpha Centauri, and then he's looking for the other. Oh yeah, the, the other- reincarnation of his wife that always that he always gets cucked by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's like, oh, she's on the- Earth, Europa, I think. Are Wait, I think she's on Earth. Is that I? That's the thing. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> pretty sure, three sure. It's just Earth and Europa, and Alpha Centauri is a blown up planet. Well, because I know Alpha Centauri starts, and it's like the everything's on fire. Yeah, and it shows the main guy walking around, and the ship shows up, points a gun at him, and he just is like, "Fuck you!" Walks away, and they're like, "We'll leave him. We'll deal with that." And later. so they fly off, and then it's like, "Well, blah, 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 Europa, blah 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 blah, Earth, blah 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 blah." Yeah. I don't know. So, I, yeah, I don't quite understand. But anyway, Animus sets up like a temple. Anus, Jeff. Anus. He sets up a temple <laughs> in honor of his cuck, cucking yeah, wife. And the Red Guard come and blow it up and kill him. Does he, do they kill him? They do kill him. Is I he in the temple? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. You know what? Because he sends a message, which, yeah, because they these yeah. random group of people show up to the Red Guard and yeah. like, we're here to see the queen or, yeah. you know, Anus' right. wife. And they're like, <laughs> well, she's. We we in dethroned her dungeon. Yeah, we own the planet. Oh well, we're gonna play this message for you then. So you, you're gonna show her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like is that Brendan clearly agreed to wear this crazy outfit for one shot. Yeah, because they they keep using this exact same frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for the, the listener at home, it's basically Brendan in like Egyptian pharaoh garb, looking dead on in the camera. You like nipples up. Yeah. And they use that same shot three to four times in different contexts. And he's just sitting there. They just replaced the background. Yeah. They, they got him in front of the green screen. He said, I'm doing this once, and that is all you're getting. Yeah. But guess what, Fraser? We saw it. Yeah, we saw it all. <laughs> we saw it all. And so, like, Animus dies, and then our reincarnated main character, Frank. We're just going to call him Frank and everything. Frank. Yeah. Um, he finds the lady yeah he finds the the woman um i don't know her name yeah her name changes cucky <laughs> cucky <laughs> uh and then they 
he 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 like is in a spaceship with another guy from Anus's. He's in a spaceship with another guy from Anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're in two separate spaceships. Yes, and the Red Guard like tries to and they deploy a bunch of X wings and to chase he, him down. Right, well, that but then he does a last Jedi light speed. Yeah, he through. auto maneuvers <laughs> through the Red Guard <laughs> he ship. Auto maneuvers. Yeah, through the Red Guard ship. Yeah, destroys it. I but don't even he, remember that part. But That's he dies. But he doesn't die, because then he's back on that planet. Or that, but then he, but he's dead. Maybe it's previous. He's dead, but like his soul is redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I get it. He, you know how when you have a boss the fight, fuck are we talking? About? <laughs> you know how like <laughs> this is all. This is all you know how like in video games when you got a big boss fight coming up, so you have like you save before. Yeah. Essentially, he just reloaded <laughs> a save where he's not dead, and he's like, "I'm not gonna go that way anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna go this way." Fuck me, god damn it! And like this is all juxtaposed with the 1932 plotline, where Fraser is dead. We can even talk about his soul in heaven. We haven't. We're gonna... <laughs> hang on. Hang on. I think the best way to talk about this is to break it up by the visions put together. So either you talk about the space version, 1932. Heaven. Heaven. Or well, him in the hospital room getting shocked 80,000 times. Or like current day him. Yeah. I think we talk about... Um, We've covered 1932. No, we haven't. We, we haven't <laughs> adequately talked about it. Fuck! Get me out! Because, like, <laughs> in 1932, he keeps having these World War One flashbacks that are entirely over... Oh, wait, no. I'm mixing up. It's him and Fraser <laughs> in a no World way. War II biplane, and they're blowing up uh, Germans. Oh, they're in the plane together. Yeah, okay. and it's actually, like, they clearly got actual vintage aircraft for this. It looks like a real deal. Yeah, like, they got vintage aircraft and significant explosion effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, they actually did this. Right. Um, which is why it's so funny. And it keeps doing these shots where the biplane takes off, and then it just fades into a spaceship. <laughs> and that's how they transition between the two. Like when she's riding the horse or yeah. whatever. And it's... Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's the, the saucer that Friedrich developed. Um, the one with the but, spinning back for some fucking reason? Yeah. But for... So he, um, he like, kind of sleeps with Fraser's now... Um, widow, I guess. Yeah. And then we cut to World War II. And I didn't even realize it was him for a little because it's a different actor. Oh, yeah, because he's now. older now, right? Um, yeah. But he puts her picture on his um, like plane. He's still yeah. a pilot. And he's finding like a World War II jet. And he's fighting the Red Barons instead of the Red Guard. Did you catch that? Uh, That's very clever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Milan Friedrich, why are they called the Red Barons instead of the Nazis? Yeah, but he's just fighting a lot of Nazis. Um, and then, much like he crashed his ship into the alien ship in the in the future, he crashes his his plane into another plane, and then explodes. Um, but he survived that one. He did not. No. He did not. He died. That's the end, right? Because we get an inexplicable scene where it's him and he comes up and comforts his daughter, and then he fades away and she's just holding like. A Medal of Honor. Okay, I definitely didn't see that part. I did not see that part either. It, I literally rewound to watch it because I'm like, wait, he was just there. Why is he dead now? <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, no, it's like... It's a the, ghost. Yeah, it's like a ghost, essentially. It says spirit yeah. going through the astral plane. Folks, we're what not... What is this movie? Folks, we're not watching <laughs> this you about it. Like, you could say anything about this film yeah. and just be like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, up. if you want, go to Amazon, spend five bucks... And I guess try and tell yeah. us what happened. What happened? Because I'm learning new things sitting here, and I watched it twice. I was telling this to, to you, Justin, before we came here. But like this entire movie felt like an elongated version of one of those porn movie intros, mm -hmm. where it's like they try to be like somewhat of like a story behind it, where it's like, you know, the girl comes from school. It's like I failed my test, Dad, and it's like, oh, that's very bad of you. Like, why did you fail your test? Well, the teacher, you see. And then the music starts playing and brown chicka and then it actually gets started. This is an hour and a half long porn movie introduction. I was waiting for at any point in the movie for it to be like like just click a random point in time in the yeah. movie timeline and it's like your husband has died uh, in a car accident. I'm here to comfort you. And I'm like, oh, there's the porn movie. But it never happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just continues to in that weird stasis of porn movie intro. Yeah. It stays there. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. 
Um, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to the next part of the sequence. Heaven. So he's seeing both of these timelines through uh, cl- through him in heaven, talking to a bunch of angels. And then he talks to God. He does eventually meet God. Because he meets a guy who looks like the stereotypical God. Yeah. Like this white guy with like a beard. But then he says, oh, I'm not God. He's like, I are you God? Work. And he's like, no, I, w- I work for her. Yeah. Uh, God's a woman well, in like, Milan's in, world. I said hey. that. I was like, oh my God, God, a woman confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> like... And they do this, the, the same old, like, monkey bone bullshit of, like, oh, he's confused. He's lost. Wait, when are we going to tell him Which the truth? Which my thing is, if I was sitting at because he even went, I can hear you. And they're like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but in the movie, just to sideline heaven real quick, there's a part where they show you everything that's going to happen. There's, like, this weird sequence when where he they opens show the computer you, or whatever. They, no, not the computer. It's later on where they do like this weird flashback scene or flash forward or flash in between, whatever you want to call it. I don't fucking know anymore. Where they show you where he's meeting like that redheaded lady. He goes to like the bar. They show all the shit with Brendan Fraser's character. It's like a weird sequence that shows you everything that's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, so we're good. (laughs) Stuart looks unwell. (laughs) I wish I could tell you when. It was sometime in between, you know, space and 1932. (laughs) (laughs) All I'll say is... I'd rather talk about movies like this than some shit like Line of Descent where there's just nothing to say. Because well, like the Line of Descent is like a Godfather ripoff yeah. with some haha moments where this is just so outlandish. We, we just got sucked into some guy's fever dream for 90 minutes. Some porn intro. <laughs> yeah. Some fun. Where obviously I think what happens is what's the director's like name? Millen Friedrich. Millen wants to fuck his best friend's wife. <laughs> And he's like, well, that would be bad of me, karma-wise. And so he made this whole movie to justify why it's okay. Well, you know, Melon's like, hey, dude, you know, like, I don't want to, like, cheat. You know, fu- I don't want to, like, fuck your wife behind your back. It's not me that wants to fuck her. It's all of me. It's all my past. And, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get man? out no, of no, my no, no. house. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 hang on. I have an office next to Steven. Okay? <laughs> Steven and I have emailed about this in great detail. Steven who? Haw- Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. But it's just... Are we done? (laughs) (laughs) No, we got to talk about heaven. (laughs) Oh, my God. I actually don't know what... I Heaven, I could not parse. They kept doing shots. They kept taking shots of look like They drink a lot in heaven. I I just ran a note. God, in all caps, dot, 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 take shots. God drinks. (laughs) Yeah, God's a party animal. Just like people say Jesus fucks, God drinks. Um, oh, there's also that one part where he meets an alien seer. Do we remember that? Yeah. There's like the, the elephant-looking motherfucker. The Korg knockoff. Come up. The one that yeah. was like the, the, the yeah. snow globe that's like, look. That's yeah. that's where the sequence happens. Yeah. That's where they show you everything in the movie through yes, the snow globe. Yes, he meets globe. the alien seer um, who like kind of has an elephant Oh, face. my God. Do you remember yeah, this now? I do remember. Because he goes into that cave of wonders yeah. bullshit. Don't they have like a staff of blue magical healing yes. elixir? Jack I don't off think he shit. rolled high enough to use it though. <laughs> the, the other part that I like is when he's in like a laser battle and like they're literally just in Star Trek costumes. Yeah. The Red Guard are all dressed like the red shirts in Star Trek and they all have the little phases and go pew, 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 pew. There's one guy who looks like a wizard. It's great. It's literally just like like a pen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a laser gun. <laughs> And, just, and then his eye gets shot out, and they replace it with a diamond. Oh my fucking! <laughs> but, but, a bedazzled eye patch. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, it's literally—you could tell they just like suction cupped it on top because it's sitting like three inches off of his face. Millen, you can pay for World War One biplanes, but you can't pick it a better eye patch. It's a bedazzled patch. This guy that likes to brag about how much of a millionaire he is makes me question: Who did the VFX for this? It's like two thousand uh, Battlefield Earth quality. Um, this movie is nigh impossible to find anything out about, um, aside from Milan Friedrich's own craven rating. Ra- Which I think writings. he has purposely shot down anything else about this film. Oh the God. one, the visual effects supervisor is named Victor Ademek, and I'm he has so sorry, Victor. Only done movies uh, from this guy's company, seemingly from Alpha Hollywood. Studios. Yeah, from Alpha Hollywood Studios. Which like Alpha Hollywood. Here's Studios. the thing: if you would have been like told me all of Milik's backstory, I'd be like, all right. Fine. Rich guy wants to make movies perfect. And then you tell me his studio's named Alpha <laughs> Hollywood Studio. Fuck you. <laughs> we only make movies for men. men. <laughs> Sigma's oh, never heard of the weekly. He, he probably he uploaded some high res photos from the movie to IMDb. There's our alien friend. Millick did? 
Uh, I'm presuming Melinda because I don't know who the fuck else would be uploading. Oh these. yeah, the fucking car scene through. When was the car warp? scene? It was when she drove the main Fred or Frank. Yeah, it's I all don't of his. Yeah, she drove all. him to the hospital. It's all of his Ferraris, Millen Friedrich's Ferraris. Of, of course, course it is. is. Um, there's Sky City. Um, bullshit, New York. <laughs> the horse. Yeah, the horse. World War Two. It's it's crazy. It's. It's literally one of those where you could watch the whole movie, pay attention, and still go, I have no fucking idea what yeah. happened. Um, even I have to say that, and I like was hooting and hollering throughout this. Night. You said you were doing in your text you said, I'm doing karate chops while watching this movie. Yeah, every time something new or dick is happening, I just get him go, yeah! <laughs> And that's where I was like, Well, you have to do something during this, because like Savannah fell asleep. Like yeah. she was like, you wake Good me up her. when it's over. <laughs> I was questioning all my life. Did you guys choices. catch the Wilhelm scream in this movie? Yes. yes. When yeah. the red shirt died. It was died. so bad. Um, I loved when they sent like the little group to kill him in the future. And there's that one guy in like the weird black leather. And he's just standing there like, pew, 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 pew. pew, pew, pew. I'm like, See, that was what I was like. We're going to place you. Under arrest. There we go. There's... You've been arrested for being too fine. Fine. <laughs> Also, we haven't even discussed the dubbing. Oh, God. <laughs> so this movie's filmed in the Czech Republic. Um, half of it is seemingly recorded in French. I think it's French. I think or, that's um, what it was. Czech. Is it Czech? I think it's Czech. Okay. And the other half is done in English with the American actors. But they're like, but because like half and it's a half and a half, all of the Czech actors are entirely dubbed for the entire movie. Both the scenes where they're speaking Czech. But also the scenes where they're speaking English. Yeah, yeah, it's not them speaking English. It's someone else dubbing yeah. over them, it feels like, speaking yeah. English. It's so strange. But then when you have Fraser and a Czech actor yeah. in a room together. And it's clear they have to dub the Czech actor's voice with an English, American accent. And so it's like Fraser, who sounds like he was recorded there. And then this guy who like... His voice is not coming from his mouth. Well, no. you know, it's like, you know, we're having a conversation and you're talking about, and then I go, yeah, that was actually pretty great. I can't <laughs> believe that. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's like all of his voices coming together through one conduit to be like, we as a collective believe <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't, you know, cook your eggs with your hamburgers. That's like a whole problem. <laughs> My God. Yeah, it was so disturbing to watch in this yeah. entire movie. It's just an unsettling motion picture. <laughs> Are we uh, done yet? I'm, I'm where, trying to see if I have anything else I want to say. It's where I want the director to come on this show to... Like, this is your time. We are attacking your film. The three people in the last two years to watch it... <laughs> no offense. have just. I'm sorry. Have decided to sit here and watch your film <laughs> as a collective and talk about it. And we would love to have you come here and defend it. Or maybe tell us what you believe. Yeah. Make us believe... And hit, we'll, hit us. Hit, hit us, us with it. Travolting at travoltingpod at gmail.com. You can email us or message us. I can literally Facebook. email him. He has a contact form. Even do it. Hear me I out. I can't do it. What do you mean? I'm not doing this. Give me Hang the on. iPad. No, no. Give, give me the iPad. No, I'm not doing this. Give me the iPad, Jeff. Oh, my God. Stuart. No. Stuart, we have his website. It's his name. Yeah, phone. I'm just going to put travoltingpod at okay, gmail.com. Yeah. Cool. We're going to get Mel and Friedrich on this podcast. You want to get him on? interview him i would love to yeah maybe he can i don't know pitch o another movie to us open our eyes millick millick open our eyes mm. it's millick milan milan, milan friedrich i've been milan. saying milan millick like half the time milan mm. friedrich okay he's uh malicking his own dick oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right jeff please tell me we're out of this monstrosity of a movie uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I think oh, I will say that during their wedding scene, when Brennan gets married and they do the yeah. dance and everything, he's uh, the Charlie Chaplin Frank or whatever knockoff is sitting there smoking a cigar that's not lit, but smoke is still coming out. Yeah, oh, and then the yeah. flower is like pressed. Yeah, but it's not in a pocket. It's just like there, there, there. It's very strange. God damn. Um, thank you, folks, for listening to this episode on the Secret of Karma. I actually highly advise you go out and watch this movie. Um, because it is a very good time. Get drunk or high before doing so. How much did it make? 
That's a great question. We what, don't know. I have all no information on IMDb is like, if you've got something, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> there's nothing on IMDb aside from what he's uploaded, and there's no Wikipedia for this movie. It's just his website. Um, but what I can tell you is that we had a great time talking about it. And we hope you had a great time listening to us talk about it. Um, this is the end of the uh, the Hollywood exile era for Brendan. What a way to go. <laughs> what a movie to end on. <laughs> what Honestly, a movie to end on. He was like, he did this and he goes, never again. Yeah. I need to get my shit together. Yeah, he to <laughs> this movie was more about him sitting there like in the trailer like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing with yeah. my life? Uh, so tune in next week because we'll be having one of our uh, retrospective episodes about this uh, this era of his. Oh, from we got some thoughts. Extraordinary <laughs> measures through the secret of karma. We got some thoughts. <laughs> we got some thoughts. Um, and then the week after that, uh, two Mac in for no sudden move, uh, more no sudden moves, um, where we'll be picking up with his third era, uh, which we're calling the Arturist Return era. It's a short era, um, but it's an ongoing one. Yeah, uh, I mean so, we're we're ending this. This movie was released in 2020. So yeah. we're almost damn we're almost fully there. caught up to present day. Yeah. I mean, we literally have four movies left after this. Fuck. Wow. That's uh, insane. That is insane. That is insane. Um but anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week. Um, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we're all available on Spotify, okay. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcasts, and YouTube. YouTube. We're also available on millenfriedrich.film. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at TravoltingPod at gmail.com. Uh, or at Travolting Podcast, Travolting Podcast at gmail.com, at Travolting Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, pop into the Reddit, Arsis Travolting. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Yada, yada, yada. Special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for the graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum Smith for the theme music. And go watch Justin's Twitch. Oh, yeah. 25 Soup Man. Oh, I'm sorry. 25 Soup Man. 25 Soup Man. <laughs> we, as a, we as a collective have decided to outreach the kitchen and grow out of our cans, you know, soup people. And, you know, just remember, it's it's you who can do paradise on earth 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 paradise on earth